When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Uh, hello, Laura. Hello. Feeling a little bit chipper compared to last week. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm me, I'm speaking for myself You, yeah, you're fine I'm on the down, but don't worry about me First things first, can we just tell everyone though That we fucking saw each other in real life at the weekend We did, yeah We got to touch each other and everything We touched each other Nearly two years We haven't seen each other since starting this podcast Like, that's how long it's been That is mental It is mental when I think about it like that That's mad Such a long time and uh, yeah, we went to the science museum, didn't we? In we did. in South Kensington, South Ken, a very posh part of London. Yeah. Um, how would you explain that experience, considering that we had uh, both of our children with us? Um, <laughs> well, we didn't really get to see much of each other, did we? <laughs> no. It was a lot of disjointed conversation. I think we managed maybe one and a half sentences together, and then you went, "I'm going," and I went, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it was brief. What I like depressingly that, um, brief. Our children just seemed to tag team it to kick off. Yeah, and literally it. But went considering from, my like, children are older, I really hope that gives you loads of hope as to what's coming. Well, Ellie, um, uh, Toby's the same age as Oliver, but he's like the other side of five, isn't he? So he's old. He's an older Toby's five. Six. Oh, he's six. He's six. Sorry. Okay. So he's only a little bit older than Oliver. But um, yeah, between <laughs> Edith, Oliver. And then the and your two it was like just yeah. they just took it in turns. Yeah, and Edith Toby predominantly was carried for the whole of Saturday. I don't like honestly. I don't know how you did that. He's a big boy. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> but emotionally, I can't cope with the uh, turmoil of him not being carried. It's just too much wind, wasn't there? There's just a, yeah, lot, there's of wind a lot of wind. Going on. But oh, you you weren't there for Leicester Square in the evening, so just be thankful for that. That's when things really kicked off. Well, yeah, my my eldest child well and truly hit the crescendo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, big time. So on much three so occasions. That, that what happens? What did the restaurant uh, do? The, the restaurant actually offered him a free drink to make him smile because that's how much he was kicking off. <laughs> I just love that. Was it an alcoholic drink? They were like, here, love. Was it for you? Yeah. No, it was for him. That's the most depressing thing about it. It wasn't even for me. While I'm emotionally addressing his needs and giving him the space <laughs> to be able to express how he feels. And everyone else around the table is sat deadly silent, staring. 
<laughs> not sure what to do even steve just silently chewing this oh thing. god it's so exhausting being a parent it's so exhausting i just i only have photos of that day of my children throwing tantrums on the floor i just took photos of them and there's probably about six in total edith was obviously the key contender for that but it got so bad that oliver had a tantrum and threw himself on the floor at the end of the science <laughs> museum as well it's like fucking hell Fuck well would you like it. to know how many mannequins the science museum has Oh yes, that's right. So um, has Elliot five. has a Elliot fear. has a very bad phobia of mannequins. So that was the first thing Laura asked me. Not how are you? It's been two years since Do I saw you. She know? said, "How many mannequins are in are this there place? Any mannequins here?" Because I hadn't even contemplated the mannequin situation. So we got there, and then Elliot brought it to my attention quite rightly, "Mummy, how many mannequins are here?" And I'm like, "Hopefully Da-da. none." I don't know. <laughs> But anybody who is wishing to go there and has said phobia of mannequins, they are all in the flying area with the aeroplanes. That's correct. There's not that many. And they are on the right-hand side of the building, (laughs) if you need to know. Placed behind a glass wall. I mean, they did really enjoy it. They had a lovely time. Yeah. (laughs) But unfortunately, we had a shit time. Yeah. The only thing about... About that trip, obviously seeing you, seeing uh, Carly, our friend, but going to Fortnum and Mason. Uh, that, was, yes. that was beautiful. Don't yeah, ask me how much I spent in there. I'm really, oh, it was very bad. VV yeah. bad. Yeah, very, very <laughs> bad. It's hard not to, though, especially when you're like on holiday. You just think that money's made of paper, don't you? I mean, well, it that's is basically paper, how but... I live my life. Yeah. yeah. So I've just went in there and I was like, Steve, get a fucking trolley. And he was like, Laura, trolley. It's like, a trolley. Oh. We got Back a trolley. Out, money bags. <laughs> Did you buy stuff for yourself or was it presents? No, fuck anyone else. It was for us. It's for Christmas. Oh, that's nice. That yeah, it's nice. We've that opened a nice. tin of biscuits already. So lovely. Mm. Love. They'll be gone. They'll be they gone will before be gone. Christmas, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you? How are you in general? Are you okay? Um, I'd say that I am definitely on the upward since last week didn't take much would it i mean really wouldn't, wouldn't much. have taken much because you were really <laughs> on a downer <laughs> absolute debbie downer really just created a pretty low vibe for the entire episode last week yeah. um but i did have some absolutely gorgeous messages of people that listened to last week's just saying thank you to both of us for um talking about motherhood in a real raw honest way that we do because it does actually help a lot of other women hearing that they aren't the only ones to feel this way about being a parent yeah i would have definitely appreciated this kind of chat from mums yeah before i did it i know i <laughs> did oh, we invented it but i do i just i need it i need but that then i don't community. know when i was 26 whether i would have actually denied myself the luxury of allowing myself to admit that it was hard because I felt like I wasn't allowed to feel that way. So there's probably a lot of mums out there that are like, that's such bullshit. I love my children and that's fine. You do you babes, but I fucking hate my kids 90% of the time. (laughs) While trying to emotionally stabilise them. So I feel like I need a two week holiday away from them at the moment. Exactly. That's it, isn't it? It's like when we did that week away, I needed a week holiday and now you've had a weekend away and you want to wait we just it's just not it's not restful going away with children so no um, I mean I was taking Elliot into school this morning he's like mommy my tummy hurts so bad I was like it's trapped wind you'll be you fine liar. just fart you liar <laughs> and then he, as he was driving into school he's like my tummy still hurts and I'm like unless you are bleeding out of your anus mate you're going to school <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> Unless something is perforated in your in, in your fucking organs, I'm not looking after you for six hours today. Just honestly, that is the thing that fills me with the absolute fear is the kids getting ill on a Sunday and then not mm. going to school on the Monday. You selfish cunt, just be well enough to go to school. I can't, I can't do it. By, by Sunday evening at about 5 p.m. on Sunday, I double dropped some CBD oil because I needed to just, you know, put a, put a little bit of a dampener on the fact that I was going to kill somebody. Um, so I had two drops of that. And then all of a sudden I was like, yeah. It's fine. Was it? Screaming my face, baby. Out of mind. I haven't talked about this. I've been dabbling the CBD. And yeah. um, I am a fucking convert. I think it's so good. Well, this is, is my future plan. So good. Oh, my God. Even to the extent. So I I, I have been taking it for anxiety, obviously. Hello, I'm an anxious, anxious fuck. And... Um, I would just say, I was trying to explain to Rob because he was like, he, he's, he's tried it. He was like, I don't think it makes any difference to me because it's not like you take it and you're like, oh my God, I'm still stoned. It's not like that. It's not like getting no. stoned. I just said, it feels like it's softened all of the edges of my, my worries and my anxieties, which makes them easier for me to deal with. And when yeah. something does happen that would normally just send me into a real like anxious spiral, I can get a grip of it much quicker and I've only been taking it for like two weeks, but in that time, I've just not, I've noticed such a massive, massive difference that now I'm like, I don't think I need to have this in, I need to have this in my life, like for a while. No, <laughs> I know, I know a lot of people that take it. Yeah. Um, and it's how my sleep. Yeah. Well, I just think that I've, it's never condoned. It's never encouraged. You know, if you were to speak to a GP or pharmaceutical company, they're always going to push Western medicine, which is mm. because pharmaceutical companies get fucking well, paid yeah. to push that. And that's why. Yeah. Um, so you're never going to go to a doctor surgery and a doctor go, hang on a minute, tear up this prescription. I'd yeah. like you to go and get some CBD oil because yeah. it's much more natural and much better for you. And I'm not saying that it is. I'm sure there's some cunt out there that will be offended by the idea of it. Yeah. But it, it, it is natural. It's yeah. it's far less pumped full of nasty, horrible fucking drugs. Well, all I can compare it to is when I did take anti-anxiety medication, that they that made me feel horrendous. Within like 24 hours of taking it, I had loads of side effects. And after about a week, I was like, I can't take this. Like, I just, yeah. I feel terrible. And I haven't had any side effects other than being like, yeah, man, I fucking love life. But I think that's the pull to CBD oil is that it's, uh, it has a lot less side effects. Yeah. And it's know, just the pure there's oil. The addictive there's nothing quality else in it. of it. So, you, you know, you have that, but then you can have the addictive quality of an antidepressant of not being able to come off it. So it's, I don't, I mean, I don't know enough about this part, but you know, with the addictiveness of it, because it doesn't have any TH seeing it though so some of them do the one i've got doesn't yeah some of them do so the because i is that what's addictive though the thc it is the thc okay is that right yeah this is like pure shit from from holland let's advocate drugs yeah (laughs) go do some coke have some heroin it's all natural man it's all okay for a plant isn't it it's right it'll be all right (laughs) but this is the other thing people don't understand the potency of natural herbs yeah they are i i i now take aconacea thank you very oh, much yes that's right you told me that the other day yeah to boost your immune system 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And no, I'm taking um, chicory root now for uh, the old guts. Keep those nice and lubricated. She always have I have my poo problems, don't I? What does it do? Stop you from being constipated? Yeah, it helps you to poo, but in a very gentle, oh, yes. very gentle way. Because I was taking the magnesium. Remember, I have the issue mm-hmm. with the deep throat and the magnesium tablets because they make me gag. Yeah. Um, and I took one and probably about a month ago and, and I actually choked on it and it catapulted out my mouth oh across God, the bedroom along with like half a pint of water. And <laughs> I haven't been able to go near it. My thought I was actually dying. I was horrendous. I take six tablets in the morning and four of them are this. Well, one of them is evening primrose, which is fucking massive anyway. Oh, that's capsule. I don't mind that. It's when it's a hard one. These The magnesium ones are hard and the oh, same size isn't it. Yeah. Are they? No, mine is like a, a little, it's like a capsule with the powder inside. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Like that. It's but not is a hard it a tablet? No. The one that I choked on was a hard tablet. Oh, God. So I just can't go near it anymore. Um, someone recommended that you buy a magnesium spray, but I keep forgetting to use that. Um, and I just I want it for the poo benefits. Yeah. <laughs> so this chicory root, you can um, just put it in water at, or a cup of tea or whatever. You can't taste it. It tastes like it's like the mildest sweetener ever. So it just makes it taste slightly sweeter. And I've been trying that, and that that's helped a lot. So I'm just an all I'm an all natural base. Well, it's, I struggle with the the echinacea because you've got to put you've got to put 15 drops in it in some water it's got it's got the right taste to it isn't it? it just tastes like flat it tastes like very dull down alcohol it's oh, a flower i reckon yeah yeah it's horrible um, i don't really particularly like the taste of the cbd either to be fair it's quite earthy i've been told. very earthy mm. very earthy i've got a water soluble one so you don't have to hold it under your tongue for 90 seconds or whatever it is it's, and it comes in like it's like an injection almost looking thing you just stick in your mouth and you take and uh yeah it tastes so how long for, will that last you i think it lasts three months oh that's not bad is it yeah i think so if that's one dose a day so you can yeah. have you can do one dose up to three doses a day okay so mainly i'm just doing one some days i'll have two depends how wrecked i'm feeling <laughs> oh i've dyed my hair as well haven't i laura oh yeah it looks nice it's very, it's a very mad colour on here. But um, I do this very, I don't normally dye my hair because I've got red hair naturally. But um, every two, I reckon it's about every two years, I just have a have a little moment. Where I'm like, oh, I need to do something. Oh, I'm just going to dye my hair. And um, saw it on Offering Boots yesterday. I was like, yeah, all right then. But I got the wrong fucking colour. I should have gone for the lighter one. It's me. I like dark. it. I just I feel, feel like nice. I look like I would like tell fortunes. No, no, you don't look like a scaggy old witch at all. To anybody that tells fortunes that's listening, I apologise for the reference. I'm I'm like actually a hippie. I look like I've got henna hair. I take CBD oil. I'm going to a yoga retreat. What has happened to my life? Yeah, but do you make your own granola and have (laughs) soy-based plant yogurt in the morning for breakfast? Can we just... Clarify that the person we're talking about is Laura. She came yeah. onto this podcast this morning eating a bowl of fucking homemade granola and soy yogurt. Yeah. Although, just to be fair, it sounds nice. So London. It was beautiful. Love that. Stomach so London. Down. It is so London. <laughs> <laughs> I refer to anything that's very uh, new age as so London. <laughs> well, it's only so London bullshit. if it costs you £12 to, uh, to, to buy it. Well, it costs pence to make, mate. I know it does. I've made me own. We had this combo. I bloody love a bit of homemade granola. It's delish. It is. Um, So uh, I'm unprepared this week. I don't know about you. 
hundred percent, mate. Oh, you know, I've been having my existential breakdown, so don't expect anything from me. Well, I just seem to be having an existential breakdown. Apparently. Yeah. I'm wondering when the existential breakdown is going to break. Yeah. And just stop. Because I like that now. I really, really like that. Okay. I've got an agony aunt for you. Let's start. Let's start with the serious stuff, shall from, we? From a fan since the start. Woohoo! Oh, we love you already. Classic babe. slag. She's a classic slag Anyway, not so much a fun story But more of an agony on That I would really like your input over Because I'm struggling When I first married my husband Him and his family accepted who I was A colourful hippie who thought outside the box That's you, Vic, with your CBD oil Your dyed hair and whatever else Your braless, saggy tits (laughs) This soon changed when I got pregnant His mother became overbearing And undermined me at every turn I was really poorly when I had my son and at five weeks we got admitted to the mother and baby unit in Hackney. I spent four months there. I now know that I didn't have any decent support and my mother-in-law was fucking evil to me at the time. It was a, it was when I was at my most vulnerable. Fast forward three years, I fled my marriage and I'm now a single mum, which is fine because I'm much happier. My problem is, is that my son loves pink, Dolly Parton, a nail varnish, etc. This doesn't bother me at all, but it does bother his dad and especially his gran. When my son comes back from being with his dad, he's often upset that his dad hasn't let him wear anything pink and says that he's not allowed to like pink. Oh, I say gosh. to him that this isn't up to his dad or his gran to tell him what colour he likes. He, he's had arguments. I've had arguments with them about this and I get what I get back is making him I'm making him into a gay ballerina or a hippie. Oh my do you have, god. Do you I have any want. advice about this? Talking to them is like banging my head against a brick wall. I don't really give a fuck about them. I just want my son to be himself, whatever that means. He's three and a half. He doesn't understand why he's faced with anger when liking pink and wanting to wear a dress. Oh my God. This is this is like such a frustrating situation because yeah. obviously the ex and the mother-in-law are just ignorant fucks fucks but she knows that right that's just a given so the thing is you can't just give up on challenging them because it would make life easier or whatever and obviously it's having an impact on the sun so you just have to keep challenging them i think and you just have to keep saying it over and over and over again and it's that it's that thing like i think we've all got people that we know like family members that are just that old school bigoted point of view that is, makes you so angry because you're like how can you fucking think like this but you have to just keep challenging it that's it you can, you can never back down because even if it doesn't feel like it's having an impact even just that resistance to that uh, to that opinion does make some difference mm. and as for your kid she's doing the right thing she just keeps telling him you know it doesn't matter what color you like it's not it doesn't define you you are allowed to like pink blah, blah. i've got a son that is exactly like that as well he loves getting dressed up he loves wearing my sparkly leotards i got a collection um <laughs> <laughs> he loves having the wigs on and you know doing dances and singing all that sort of shit and uh I can imagine exactly his reaction too If he was told that that was like You're not allowed to like that Or it's wrong to like that He would be so devastated by it But she's the mum, right? I'm assuming by the sounds of things She's the primary caregiver, right? Yeah 
the way you've got to look at it, you've got to be his biggest advocate. Yeah. And you are his biggest advocate because you're not forcing him to be something that he doesn't feel comfortable with. You're embracing that part of him and allowing him to explore it. And it could be in four years time that he no longer wants to do those things, but it could also be in four years time that he wants to do them even more. Yeah. And he has the security support and love from you to know that when he's within that space of, of being with you, he can be himself. And it's devastating mm. that his dad is a immoral fostering fucking knob end, but um, <laughs> you can't change him and you can't change the um, narcissistic nan either. Yeah. But what you oh, can like that, do. Narcissistic nanny. <laughs> narcissistic nanny. <laughs> Maybe that could be a TV series. It sounds like it needs to be. I think I think the biggest thing that we could say is continue being you, continue rallying for your son, because he's only three and a half right now. But you know what? By the time he gets to 16 or by the time he gets to 21 and he looks back at this, he's going to see the fact that you were his biggest cheerleader and you were yeah. the person that supported him throughout whatever process he might not go on to make this a big thing he might not make it a big thing but you know what i mean it might be something that just naturally dissipates but actually if it's not you're giving giving him all the tender loving care that he requires to support that that journey my brother when he was about three and in fact he was the same age he was three and a half he was so adamant that he was a girl um, he has three older sisters, so it feels like that's sort of a natural reaction to being surrounded by so much men all the time. Absolutely. And he refused to answer to his name. He would only be called Louise. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and he wore a dress and he wanted to wear the girl's knickers, like he wouldn't wear his pants or anything like that. And my mum and dad were a bit worried about it, I think. So it was about a year-long phase where he was just so like, I am Louise, call me Louise. And obviously we indulged it because we loved it. I was like, oh my God, I've got a baby sister. <laughs> um, but my granddad, who was, you know, not the most open-minded person, he was the one that was saying to my mum and dad, don't worry about it. it. It'll grow out of it. And even if he doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> And he did. Lo and behold, he is the most alpha male that I've See? ever met in my entire life. It's not an indication, but even if it, it doesn't matter if he is going to be on RuPaul when he's 22, it's good. Nurturing that process, it's good, it's healthy. And why, why does it have to be this distinct line of like, Oh, you're either a boy or you're a girl? It's you know, know, you can see why people don't wish to be determined identified as a particular sex because that's all we ever do it's like you're either a boy or you're a girl you can't is, be one um, you can't be fluid. in the middle gender it is fluid, gender babes. fluid it's just being able to be so like flowing about your identity yeah. i could decide that i want to become a man tomorrow and that would be my fucking choice that wouldn't be anybody else's fyi yeah. i don't but we all know that you're going to become a lesbian before you become a man <laughs> <laughs> mate even Steve knows that. I've had to have that conversation with Steve. Bless him. But uh, but that's the other thing, though, isn't it? Is the like that just generalized conversation of it being more open of be, of being able to just accept who you are and how you feel. And like I've definitely had to go through that process this year, and I'm fucking thirty seven. It's a never ending process. I'm mate. bisexual, you know. I'd a hundred percent scissor another girl. All right, so I've got a little story for you. Crack on. Hi there, slags. Excellent introduction there. I love the podcast and occasionally almost run off the road laughing whilst listening to you. I can get an episode or two in between work sites. Oh, what does she do? Must be like a 
Something to do with construction work sites maybe i had to write when victoria talks about farting or having sex or maybe was it rob going down on her yes it was rob going down on me i did a little panic up in his face i was really enjoying it and almost at the point oh sorry it rem- i thought she was like i was really enjoying it and almost the point of no return as i was talking about it it reminded me of recently when my partner was going down on me i was really enjoying it and almost the point of no return when an involuntary fart fell out of my bum as a result, <laughs> as a result of the beginning of my muscular spasms. Oh my God, I was so embarrassed and I don't get embarrassed. I've fought with him plenty of times, but I was horrified that his face was right there. Like he could have eaten it. <laughs> he probably did a little bit. Oh, I put it on a little plate and I ate it. I let out a gasp of horror and to, some of, and to my surprise, he kept going until I had my usual orgasm from his clit, expert clitoral stimulation with his tongue. Well done, lad. Well done. As soon as he was finished, I was professing my apology and he was chastising me for being disgusting. Heart, excuse me. And how could I do that? Well, it wasn't like I chose to do it, mate. I didn't plan it. I laughed in horror and felt terrible. It was pretty funny. We made sure I told my two girlfriends about how disgusting I was. I, in turn, made sure that I told them how impressed I was that he did not skip a beat and just kept going until I came. If this is not love, I don't know what is. I don't think that it's appropriate that he should be saying it's disgusting. I don't think it's appropriate that he made her feel like shit for a natural bodily function, which, by the way, most of us don't have control over, especially when you're about to climax. Yeah. My bum hole feels like it's the size of a donkey's fucking eyeball when I'm about to climax. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, of course I do, because I fart all the time, don't I? Like, con- that, it's, Mine's like that 24-7. Is your aim is like a, the eye of a donkey's it eyeball? It is like the eye of a donkey eyeball. <laughs> It's the eye of the eyeball The donkey eyeball uh, That is unacceptable I think I would be fucking furious if Rob made me feel bad about that I, d- I actually think he's a bit of a dickhead for doing that I'm sorry yeah. I know that obviously that is What is love is that he would have turned around and gone Don't worry about it Yeah he didn't skip a beat But then he was sure to let you know that he thought you were disgusting uh, No I don't think so Douchebag That is a plain shame Just shame There should be no shame about doing a little gas In the middle of the act Come on Face there or no face I don't care It's a natural thing And also you are literally licking my vagina Like a cat licks milk And you feel upset about the fact that I farted but I don't think he realised what it was. It's only because otherwise he maybe if he was that disgusted, you would have thought he would have stopped. So he was obviously like, it, maybe it was a little, maybe he didn't even notice. Maybe he, he, her thighs provided earmuffs to the sound. Maybe, yeah. And they muffled out the air releasing. Do you think releasing. Rob would be bothered? Oh, if, not a funny fart, a bum fart. No, this is the man who didn't tell me that I had half a roll of toilet roll stuck up my labia. Yeah. I think the only thing that would happen for us, for Steve and I, we'd laugh. And I pooed on him. He never said that was disgusting, did he? No. Remember the little nugget, the little golden nugget of poo? It was like, um, I believe this is yours. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to take it back? Would you like me to put it back in? Put it back in. Excuse me, madam. I think you might have dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I couldn't go back from that because I was like, oh, I'm disgusted. <laughs> what about you? Just released poo in sex. Steve, Steve would. I, don't, I genuinely think we've been together. I always say genuinely, but I, I think Steve and I have been together so long now. I don't think anything would shock him. And he even says that. He's like, Laura, I'm beyond being shocked by you. I oh, know. Like, that is that's it, isn't it? 
I always, I, I always like think of me and Rob as being relatively a young, like not young in age, but as in like a relatively new couple. But we've actually been together for eight years now. And that yeah. to me feels a long time. It's, a, it's the longest relationship I've ever had. You know what? I Steve and I hadn't even had children when we were together for eight years. Yeah, that's mad. We didn't it? have kids until we had been together nine years. Yeah. I mean, what we were like two years in when we had kids. I'm so pleased I didn't do that. I mean, I know I've no, said but that. But I was a haggard old over. witch, weren't I? You I were was, a haggard old witch. I was witch. heading to towards my dyed hair CBD days. Already. <laughs> you were. <laughs> Thank God you managed to get that out of your system as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so pleased. I just don't. I can't imagine meeting Steve and then being like, "Let's have a baby." Yeah, I know, but you were at different stages. But then we were in a very life. different situation. Yeah, like, I was like 30. You know, the biological clock was going ding dong, yeah. filming with jitters, and I just I didn't want to do it with the wrong person. You know, I've had a load. I've had a, so many boyfriends that were just terrible men. Steve's definitely the best version of whatever I could have asked for. If I had met him when I was 30, I would have wanted to pump a kid out with him immediately. Yeah, there you go. Then that's yeah. it. That's I it. Know. That is that it. That would have been the ticket. But um, I probably would have been a lesbian by then. So you you said something very in, in passing about five minutes ago, and I meant to say something then. You said about uh, with your saggy tits from, from not wearing a bra. So a new research has come out. Oh fucking hell! I was only joking, Vic. No, no, no. But listen, <laughs> this this just made me really angry. This bit oh. of research. So this piece of research come out, and obviously, I think we all believe that wearing a bra stops our tits from going saggy, right? Yeah. Well, they've done a study and bras make your boobs saggier. What? Yes. And it made me so angry because I was like, oh my fucking God. Bras have been invented by men to keep women I know. fucking And isn't that frustrating? Isn't yes, it frustrating? it's so frustrating. I got because, so annoyed about so it. Because it's so ingrained in, in just, in, it is within our skin. It's within like our being. To put How a fucking bra To put a bra on. taking it off. <laughs> no, mate. I was like, I'm going to fucking burn my bras if I didn't spend £400 in Rippy and Pella earlier this year. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I wish I'd spent £400. I still wear the same bra day in, day Day out. Please Steve tell me, picked it up you... the other day with some tweezers, and he was like, "That's going in the wash, Laura." While I was in the bath, <laughs> some tweezers. <laughs> so fucking, that is vile. He was like, "Laura, this is brown. This is fucking yeah. brown." And he said, "When I bought that for you, it was grey, <laughs> a nice grey, oh, not a gross so grey. Now it's now it's a gross brown grey." Oh, I, yeah, I do love my brows from Rugby Pella. The thing is, like, right. I, when I've I come really... to London next, I think I'm going to I'm gonna come. There I'm must gonna be go one there. down there. There must be Mate, one. Mate, of course there is in line, maybe not. Who is it? Rigby and Pella. Fucking hell no. Fucking hell no. You know where I'm from? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have granola down here. I have to make it myself, mate, yeah. and everything. Um, yeah, I just couldn't believe that. And I mean, I, the thing is, I do, I've got second tears. We, we know about this, so, you know, they're, they're beyond repair. Now. I do genuinely have a fear about why my boobs aren't saggy. I know that sounds really you like mental. You didn't breastfeed, did you? No, but I, I, I know. And genetically, I know you must just be blessed. Why are you worried about it? That's such a ridiculous thing. I can't believe that you're worried about why your tits aren't saggy. That's where my anxiety goes. But um, my mum doesn't really have any boobs and my sister and I made yeah, up for that both tenfold. Got, like, We've both got like humongous bazookas. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we we were blessed with the bosom. Um, but 
Yeah, after I breastfed Toby, because I didn't breastfeed for very long, so I went on medication, but um, I couldn't get rid of my milk. It, they stayed in my boobs. I know I've said this before. Yeah. I genuinely am like, is there old milk in here? <laughs> am I one day just going <laughs> to squirt cottage later. cheese out of my tits? <laughs> it's literally like... Blah, 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 blah. You know, it'll be like, like squeezing that. a massive spot. It'll be like that feta that gets left in the back of the, the, the fridge, won't it? Yeah. Six-month-old feta. Ten-year-old... Yeah. Boob fetter. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody's going to want to drink that colostrum. The question is, would you would you abandon the bra completely now? Would you just not wear this it? This is what makes me so cross. I don't think I couldn't. I don't I think I could. Because no. it, I feel like I have a level of support in the way that yeah. I feel when I have a bra on. I know what you mean. I don't necessarily, like, it gets to the end of the day and, like, if I'm getting into my loungewear, yeah. then I will take my bra off but I don't like them to not feel supported yeah in the day when I'm going about my business yeah I want to feel like I'm strapped in for the day and yeah, mine just look better in a bra mine just are, are all over the place yeah. do you know what I mean and yeah. also if I were to run like let's say for, if I were to run yeah. like I run <laughs> but let's say I was to walk briskly it hurts yeah, my yeah. boobs hurt yeah and I know that that's probably because they're used to being in a bra but I know, but there's a lot of it, so a lot of them. I honestly, I, I do. I think that if I didn't wear a bra for a month, they would be down by my fucking ankles. <laughs> I know, because that's what you think. But it was something to do with the position of the nipple. Um, yeah, I just... I have a very sh- well-placed nipple as well. All right, don't rub it in, mate. Well, you, you know, know you see my tits. Yeah, I think they're bloody fabulous. I'm very they gel. I'm very gel. Um, right, should we have another story then? Oh, well, I've, I've got a very uh, quickish one. Go on then. Um, hi lovelies I was listening to your I listen to your podcast Every Tuesday night When the kids are in bed And obviously I weirdly feel the need To tell my boss All the hilarity Of the night before I was telling my boss I work in a pub About last night's listening But couldn't for the life of me Remember the word pooning <laughs> So yeah. I put Put my phone on quiet And was skimming through The Cooch Kane episode Unbeknown to my To me My phone had connected To the TV And I was streaming The podcast To the back room One of our <laughs> Regulars, a quiet little old man nervously shit <laughs> to the bathroom, rosy cheeks. So I went through to investigate why, and to my absolute horror and delight, discovered that he had been sitting directly under the TV listening to both of you educate the wonderful world on pooning. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. I just, I think like older generation being exposed to what we talk about is just too, too much. much, isn't it? Too much. Send them to the grave, mate. It will send them to the bloody grave. <laughs> or it will, you know, open up a new world of possibilities. Who knows? It's, it will go one way or the other. For there them, are maybe. many, many things it could do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've also got a very quick one. I'll go on then. So this month I challenged myself to do 100 miles for my charity. I have struggled with my mental health for as long as I can remember and wanted to... I'm going to burp, hang on. That's not part of the story. Wanted to do something to give back and bring more awareness for struggling with for people struggling with their mental health. I just want to say a massive thank you to this podcast because it really got me through the challenge. Granted, I looked weird laughing at myself while listening to it and got a few odd looks, but I really couldn't have completed it without you guys. So thank you both so much. And please keep up the cod <laughs> the podcast because it makes me feel so much better about life and 
myself oh well thank you thank you well you know like we've said this a million times i actually thought because i was shoveling in my egg bagel before he came on to record mm. how i was like oh just get ready for my weekly therapy session <laughs> coming to talk to laura on the podcast i might start making you split costs with my therapist i should shouldn't i <laughs> kind of like doing it by proxy basically uh, yeah <laughs> it's, it's just so nice to know that there's other people out there who are living the same experience isn't it with everything yeah, because we forget the fact that everybody is a human being i've learned that this year as in like not just uh, everybody is a human being as in every single person around us has the same feelings and emotions it's just some people it's more amplified than others yeah and it's just about really just honing in on not looking up to someone and going oh my god their life's so much better than mine even though we all do it because comparison is a complete fucking cunt yeah it's just going yeah okay they have something different to me you know what that's okay I'm going to get, Jesus Christ, there are police walking up and down my road. I don't know what's going on. Has there been a murder? Has there been a murder? They were in my front garden a minute ago. Were they? Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe someone's robbed something and lobbed a weapon. I might go out there and go, ladies, uh, can I offer you a drink? <laughs> and a Fortman and Nathan biscuit? But, 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 mm. No, they're not having those. <laughs> um, I've got a little story, a little period tampon story. Go um, on then. You know, yesterday, I mean, this is so classic. I started my period yesterday. But I, I knew it was coming because just before I went to the toilet, I had such a massive cry. I had a huge, you know, like when you just feel like it's really been building up. And this happens yeah. every month. I've gone through the rage stage. I had a real yeah. big bit of rage last week. <laughs> so ragey. Yeah. Um, and then I've been much more emotional the last couple of days. And yeah, I had this huge cry. I was like, oh, what day is it today? And I knew that I was due to come on on the 18th, which is today, isn't it? Then went to the yeah. toilet, had a little wipe of the old man, just like, oh, there she there is. There you are. There you are. The inside of my uterus is shedding. My um, my tits at the moment, right in the lead up before my period, is horrific. Hey, you said that to me. Texted See, me. I told you that's why I'm scared that I've got perky tits. Oh, right. What, because they're just, what? <laughs> Susceptible to pain, I don't know. <laughs> because, yeah, uh, What? <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense <laughs> um okay here's my season story i have a period tampon story to tell obviously before the three kids stretch my fandango to its current gigantic mess <laughs> pads only now lots of people can't use tampons since having kids because i just fall I out i don't like using tampons i just I, fall out i think that's the wrong out. size that's i'm back on the old moon cup now me gone back to I've it i tried one yeah I, it's it's definitely my favorite method to capture the uh Juice. Uh, blood pan, pan juice. The blood juice. Um, that and the period pants, those are my two faves. Once upon a happy pre-child time, I was holidaying holidaying in Thailand with my boyfriend, partying, drinking, getting horny in the pool after dark. Uh, uh, uh. Only to drunkenly realise that I was on my period. I decide to just tell him and whip out the tampon and then worry about it later. <laughs> in the pool? Oh. Um, he has the best idea to throw it And ideally it will disappear Oh no, no, no This feels like it's going to go bad Once he does We both hear the slap of a minging tampon Slap against a giant white wall Decided to fuck it off and shag anyway That's the kind of thing that you'd forget about instantly, isn't it? 
<laughs> off to bed, happy as a pig and shit. Morning comes off. Uh, sorry, morning comes round. Off to breakfast we go, and there it is: the bloody wall <laughs> stroke, wall battered tampon dried up on the wall. Oh, oh my god. god! That's like a Banksy piece of artwork, isn't it? <laughs> That's so not like Tracy Emin, actually. That's a Tracy Emin one. Imagine if you had hit someone in the face. I know. If you've been that would have been so, that would have been a much better story. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have whipped out a tampon mid-sex, obviously before penetration. But I think I've generally disposed of it in the normal route of putting it down the toilet. Oh, sorry, no, you don't do that, do you? Wrap no, it don't, don't think it of up. the tortoises, the turtles, <laughs> wrapping it up and putting it in the bin. I don't Disposing think I've slung it. I don't think I've put it anywhere. Yeah, I haven't. I, haven't liked I don't it. really like to have. Well, obviously now, but oh, I've, I've never really enjoyed having sex in my period. I used to do everything. It feels so heavy. I don't like now. I get proper fanny ache in my mm. the second day of my period when it's the heaviest. My fanny hurts. Do you get yeah. that? Yeah, it feels like it's like it feels like it's going to fall out. Yeah, and it's like, it so big. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Really it's always horrible. But I never had that before, kids. Um, I don't know. I can't fucking remember. Don't forget, I had kids ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely had sex all the time when I was on my period. It was just you just always expect it to be messy, though. Has to be yeah, like when a I, clean-up operation. When I was first with Steve, I just basically was on the pill for about 14 months. There's permanently more... with no period. Really? And then I started no bleeding. Period. Oh, my Lord. Well, because I just kept taking the pill and I never gave myself You're a break. You're not supposed to do that, are you? No. I think it was about seven months. And in the end, I was bleeding all the time. And I went to the, the nurse and she was like, I think that's because you just need a period. Yeah. Like, stop fucking your boyfriend. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Stop, Stop fucking with nature. Yeah, and just uh, let your body release the egg. Although it's not releasing the egg, is it? But no, whatever. it's just telling let yourself it shed. <laughs> just you need to shed. All <laughs> <laughs> the backlog of that, blimey, that must have been heavy. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Heavy duty. But from an anatomical point of view, well, let's talk about anatomy. When you're having a period, it's much easier to climax. Really? I see now I thought when you're on your period you are drier no no like having sexual periods like going down a bloody wet and slide in it it's mad yeah but then blood I guess it's not just blood it's um no but and, and in the moment it's it's very lubricant it's very well oiled I've obviously missed out but, but then it dries now, and it's now not. my fanny yeah this is what I mean it's when it dries it's very dry yeah, it is. You know? Yeah, it's like wearing a putting on a clay face mask, but of blood <laughs> on your penis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or vagina. Exactly. Yeah, it's not, it's not that comfortable. We've had, we have had sex on my period when I've been on my period, but not that much. It's not um, a fan. No, not now. I couldn't be bothered. I mean, I haven't had sex I think, for ages I think now, again, Laura. if I had been single and ready to mingle, I think I would have just probably sucked all the cock in as much as I possibly could. <laughs> like a hoover. Cockhaver. Uh, right, well, this has been the most disjointed episode that we've ever we fucking ever recorded. Because and we've been talking now for about four and a half hours, haven't we? Uh, three and a half, get it right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but we're hoping that next week we'll be able to share something really exciting. Oh my god, I am literally buzzing my tits off. Hopefully, oh, actually, oh. by next week it will already be out there anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then we can talk about it. I wonder what it will be. Oh my God, I wonder what it will be. We've got our own TV show. I'm just going to say it. So we have <laughs> can you imagine? Have you heard? Good old Rosie and I know. Rosie they've got, got their own TV show. They've got their own show. TV show. They've got their own fucking library. Have you seen they've got a library? 
Yes, I know. Their house is immense, isn't it? I know. It looks beautiful. And they did the CBeebies bedtime story. Yeah, they are absolutely well, smashing, smashing it. Through they it. are. Oh, I love Rosie. She's so through. nice. So She's nice. an absolute well fucking beard. Bloody well done. Well done. Not Chris, just you, Rosie. Yeah, not fuck Chris. It's just fuck you. Chris. It's all about you. Yeah, we like you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to keep sending your stories, any agony answer, all that business, all that general business, you know where to do. You need to email us at noholdbardpodcast at gmail.com or what else can I do, Laura? They can hop on over to our Instagram page, No Holes Barred Podcast, and go to our DMs. Um, and yes, we will see you very soon for another episode of No Holes well, Barred. It will be so soon that it will be next Tuesday. <laughs> be next Tuesday, which is when we'll see you. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.